The U.S. Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality found that between 65 and 76 percent of physicians whose patient had an advanced directive were not aware that it existed. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is attorney Nathan A. Kotkamp, a healthcare attorney with the law firm of McGuire Woods in Richmond, Virginia, and founder and chair of National Healthcare Decisions Day. Mr. Kotkamp, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. It's great to be here. Tell us about National Healthcare Decisions Day 2008. Well, as we describe on our webpage, which by the way I'll get out there right now, is at www.nationalhealthcaredecisionsday.org. We quite simply sum it up as saying that the National Healthcare Decisions Day initiative is a collaborative effort of national, state, and community organizations committed to ensuring that all adults with decision-making capacity in the United States have the information and opportunity to communicate and document their healthcare decisions. And I'd add to that that equally important is being sure that not only they have the opportunity to document those wishes, but also that their providers and that their loved ones and those that are obligated to carry through with those obligations actually do so and know about them as well. How did you come up with this idea? As you mentioned, I'm an attorney. I practice healthcare law pretty much exclusively, but I also have a master's in medical ethics. And I serve on four different hospital ethics committees here in the Richmond area. And I see on a routine basis, certainly at every single meeting, but also with the ethics kind of crisis calls, if you will, that I get sporadically throughout the day or the week, that this is a major problem. Every hospital that participates in Medicare or Medicaid in the United States is required by the Patient Self-Determination Act and the conditions of participation in Medicare Medicaid to provide information about advanced directives to everyone that comes into their facility. And while that may be happening to some degree as far as just meeting the bare compliance requirements, I think in the spirit it's not happening as effectively as it really should. And so one of the things that I suggested two years ago or a little over two years ago, here in Virginia was to have essentially a giant compliance day. I have a great working relationship with some of the facility organizations here through my bar activities, and so I approached our hospital organization. We've got two nursing home and assisted living organizations similar to what exists at the national level, and I said, if we're all required to provide public education about advanced directives under federal law, and I think a lot of you aren't your members aren't doing it, why don't we just pick a day and all do it at the same time across the state? And there were some skeptics, but a lot of folks thought it was a great idea. They figured, oh, we'll get off to a small start the first year and we'll evolve from there. I was thrilled, maybe not surprised given how easy I thought it was to participate, but we, for the first year and in the second year, had 100% participation by the hospitals in Virginia. We had about 50% participation by nursing homes, and then we had a wonderful and diverse smattering of hospices and other organizations that participated. On the heels of the success of that, I started to approach national organizations, some of the the national organizations that represent our local state organizations here in Virginia, and told them what we did and said, we think we've got a really neat, successful model here. It's easy to do. It's a great idea. It's low cost and everybody benefits. So how about we take it national? And that's what's happening. 
it's going national. It's great. You think big. I do think big. Great. What kind of programs did the Virginia Healthcare Facilities provide? They provided a variety of different things. One of the things that we encouraged at least all the hospitals to do is, is pretty much the flagship healthcare providers in, in any given community was to designate some place in their hospital where people who read about it in the paper or heard about it on the news would be able to come in and get a copy of a Virginia Advanced Directive form and would have somebody typically from their ethics committee or a chaplain or a social worker and somebody else there that would be able to answer any questions and also, at least in Virginia, have the two witnesses that would be available to the individual if they wanted to execute an advanced directive right there on the spot. A lot of facilities around the state put on educational programs for their patients and for the public. Assisted living facilities, for example, had programs for the residents as kind of a lunch and learn, but they would also in many cases invite their family members. And part of the point of this is it's not just a matter of importance for people who are older and are suffering from any sort of health condition. Having advanced directive is something that every adult who's over the age of 18 or whatever it is in their particular state for the age of majority ought to have one of these documents. You never know what's going to happen. And so we had those kinds of programs. In some facilities, the staff wore buttons to ask me about advanced directives to kind of bring attention to the topic. Others had posters and things like that and elevators and other common places. Another facility that I'm aware of did things like add a little slip to everyone's breakfast tray to remind them that it was Advanced Directives Day, and even if they had one, to take a look at it and see if it needed any revisions. Facilities also that didn't have really a home base, like some of the hospices, they actually went out and went into malls and public libraries, pharmacies, things like that in the community. So there was a lot of different activity, and we encourage as much creativity as people can muster out there. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is attorney Nathan Kotkamp, a healthcare attorney with the law firm of McGuire Woods in Richmond, Virginia, discussing National Healthcare Decisions Day 2008. Mr. Kotkamp, do you have a team helping you with this day? I do have a team. We've got a wonderful group of folks who have, quite frankly, have devoted a lot of time, probably more time than I have even, in their careers to this. The executive committee that we have for the National Healthcare Decisions Day includes Kathy Brandt and Gwen Sullivan of the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, Myra Christopher and John Carney of the Center for Practical Bioethics, Bruce Jennings, who was formerly with the Hastings Center, Peter Leibold, who's with the American Health Lawyers Association, Paul Malley with Aging with Dignity, Betty Nelson uh, with the American Nurses Association, Charlie Sabatino with the ABA's Commission on, on Law and Aging, and Jack Stanley, familiar with the Lawrence University Program in Bioethics. And for anyone that is familiar with the topic of advanced directives at all, those names are likely to mean a lot. That This is just a wonderful group that we've got assembled. That's an all-star cast. It certainly is, and I believe many of them have been speakers on your show. They have. They have. What national organizations have committed to participating? Well, I'm not going to read you the entire list, and I'm perhaps going to offend some by going through and picking out some highlights, but we've got about 50 at the moment, but there are absolutely some tremendous heavy hitters, and let me just mention AARP, American Academy of Nurse Practitioners, the American Geriatric Society, 
American Healthcare Association, American Health Lawyers Association, American Hospital Association, American Nurses Association, the Catholic Health Association, Federation of American Hospitals, the National Association of Social Workers, the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, the Society of Hospital Medicine, and the Supportive Care Coalition, just to name a few. And on the state side, we've got a number of organizations as well. If listeners want to participate, what should they do? They should go to the nationalhealthcaredecisionsday.org webpage, and there is a field to click that says Join Us. There is a participation form there. We're also actively hoping to find state liaisons. We've got about 13 at the moment, but obviously we need to fill out the rest of the state. And those would be individuals who would help us coordinate with the state-level organizations to get the word out into the community. Again, as I mentioned a moment ago, we are encouraging creativity. We want people to get involved to the greatest extent possible, but one of the beautiful things about this is not necessarily recreating the wheel. We're not asking people and organizations to really do much more than what they are already doing on this topic, but what we're asking is for a a specific push to do it all on April 16, 2008, so that we can all essentially be standing shoulder to shoulder and hopefully by having so many organizations and a diverse group of organizations and facilities and individuals bringing importance to the topic on a single day, hopefully we'll get some better response out of the general public on the topic. Why do you think so many physicians don't know whether their patients have an advanced directive? I'm hoping that it's not a lack of interest. I think really, quite frankly, it's a matter of time limitations, which we all know big problem for physicians and increasingly so. It's probably an issue of confusion on the part of patients who don't necessarily know what they've got. There are patients who have powers of attorney for financial documents and things like that that they think are advanced directives. People think that having a will means they're covered with respect to their healthcare choices. So there's a lot of confusion that even if a physician were to just ask the simple question, do you have an advanced directive? Many patients may say yes, not necessarily even knowing what they're responding to. And so engaging patients in that discussion, I think, is important. Yes, it is. Mr. Kotkamp, thank you so much for joining us to discuss National Healthcare Decisions Day 2008. My pleasure. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.